support our kids like always. This has been What's Up at FBC. God bless. Good morning, Faith Bible. How y'all doing this morning? Almost didn't find my chair. That would not have been good. Amen, amen. To our first-time guests in our television audience, welcome to Faith Bible Church. Let's give both our, both our television guests and our first-time guests a big, huge round of applause, Faith Bible. Amen. Well, we're wrapping up a series today uh, that's called, that's called uh, Hope for the Holidays. And today, what I want to talk to you about is peace for the holidays. Did I pray? Okay, I felt like I hadn't. Come on and pray with me. Father, you're an amazing God, and we thank you for this, our time in your word. And Lord, we just pray that you, Father, would speak to our hearts and just say what you want to say. Uh, We thank you, and we'll be careful to give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. 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 Well, Isaiah chapter nine, verse six reads this way. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us and the government will rest on his shoulders. It says, and his name will be called three things, four, four things, wonderful counselor, mighty God, eternal father and prince of what? Peace. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. Now, here's the deal. I'm not going to have time to go through all of these as much as I would love to. Today, what I want to focus on, because it's in line with what we've been talking about, is that last part. I want to talk about the fact that he is the Prince of what? peace. Now, notice what it says. It says, and his name will be what? See, to us, I mean, names don't really mean a whole lot. Uh, they, they, we don't usually, uh, well, let me do a survey. Raise your hand in here and just be honest, you in church, okay? Raise your hand in here if before you named your children, you looked up what their name meant. See? It's about three out of all of y'all, all right? Raise your hand in here if you just pick the name that you like and named your child the name you like. Exactly, right. Now watch this. Let me tell you. Back during this time when the Bible was written, they didn't do that. Names had meaning. And you named your child something based on the meaning of the name, not whether you like the way it sound or whether, you know, it was popular or anything like that. You didn't name your kid after their father, uh, you know, uh, or anything like that. You names had meaning. So when it says, and his name will be called wonderful what? That means that he's going to be a wonderful what? Counselor. What, what makes his counsel wonderful, Pastor? Well, what makes his counsel wonderful, wonderful is the difference between his counsel and the counsel we often receive from other people is not only 
does he tell you what to do, but he also, with life's problems, but he also gives you the power to do it. That's the difference. See, I can tell you what to do with life's problems. I'm a certified biblical counselor. I can tell you from the word of God what to do with life's problems. But I can't give you the power to then go and what? Do it. Does this make sense? It says he will be called a mighty what? A mighty God. Watch this. There are more more gods that people worship than just our God. Now watch this. He's the one true and living God, but there are people worship other gods. The Muslim worship uh, Muhammad. Uh, other people worship Buddhists worship Buddha uh, and so on and so forth. The Greeks had a bunch of different gods. This says that he's going to be called mighty what? And when you study that, what it means is that he's not just a God among gods. He's not just a God who's stronger than the other gods. He is a mighty God. In other words, unlike those other gods, he is not a God without power. He is not a God who who just sits there. Uh, My dad tells the story all the time. When we were kids, we walked into a Chinese restaurant and, you know, they worship Buddha. And so we walked into the Chinese restaurant, and they, there they had a statue of Buddha. And he was sitting there with his big old belly and his bald head and his earrings, and he's sitting there on the little stand. Well, the problem was he had a crack all the way down the middle of his big old belly. And my daddy, when we walked in there, he said, look, y'all, they God fell down and hurt he belly. <laughs> Watch this. Our God is not a God who who would fall down and hurt he belly. Our God is mighty enough to heal the wounds that we have. Our God is mighty enough to patch up what gets broken in our lives. He is a mighty God. He's an eternal one. He's an eternal father, it says. Watch this. John 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. You skip down a few verses, and it says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so when it says that he's an eternal father, what it's saying is Jesus Christ didn't just show up at Christmas time. He was there in the beginning, just like God the Father. He's not just the Christ who is. He's the Christ who was for all of time. Y'all looking like y'all don't believe me. Go back to Genesis. And the Bible says, God says that let us make man in our own word, image. What he was saying was when he said let us, he was speaking plural because he was speaking about himself, God the Father. He was speaking about God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ didn't just show up 2,000 years later. What happened was he was always with God the Father in heaven. And then in the fullness of time, he wrapped himself in flesh and he stepped 
onto the scene of the world in order to display himself and do what was necessary to redeem mankind to God the Father. It's not that he just showed up. He had always been there. So he's an eternal father. Not only has he always been there, but he will always be. Does that make sense? We don't have to worry about him going anywhere. And then last, what I want to focus on today, now that I'm halfway through my message, uh, the, fact, the fact that it took me a while to get there, but we there. It says he is the prince of what? Watch this. He's the prince of peace. For someone to be a prince means that they have authority over something. It means they rule over something. And so when it says that he's a prince, it says, that means that he rules over whatever he's the prince of. And this says that Jesus Christ will be called the prince of what? So that means that he is the ruler over peace. In other words, the only way he has authority over peace. In other words, the only way to have peace is to find it through him. You can't get peace any other way. You can get a lot of things to try to substitute peace, but it's a lot like having sweet and low instead of sugar. It's a lot like having equal instead of sugar. You ever, somebody, you know, i never forget, I went by a friend's house one day, and they were on this diet kick, all right? And I understand if you're on the diet, but if you're on the diet, don't invite me over and visit your diet upon me. That's all I'm saying. I congratulate you and your discipline as it relates to your eating habits. I'm going to get there one day, but God ain't through with me yet. Don't be putting no sugar substitutes in my dessert. If you're going to bake a cake when pastor coming over, I don't want no sweet and low cake. I don't want no equal cake. I want a sugar cake. Make my pound cake out of real, pure, granulated sugar. And if you ain't got granulated, confections will do just fine. I don't even know how I got there. Y'all got to remind me, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, substitutes for peace, thank you. Give me no substitute. I just had to get that off my chest. We try to substitute peace with a lot of things. I was telling them yesterday at the memorial service, men, when we're born, we're born chasing. We, we, we're born chasing. When we're little boys, we chase bugs and lizards and spiders and and, and things like that. We chase balls and we chase trucks and cars and toy trucks and toy cars and we chase puppies and cats and things like that. Then we move past adolescence, we start chasing girls. That lasts for a while. <laughs> Hopefully you grow out of it. But then when we move into adulthood, we start chasing success. We get competitive. We start chasing power and toys and things like that. At some point, you got to realize that what you're really chasing is peace. And peace can't be substituted 
with any amount of success. Peace can't be substituted with any amount of power. Peace can't be substituted with any amount of material possessions. I know a whole lot of rich folk can't sleep at night. I, 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 know, I know a whole lot of folk who have power in high positions, and when you look at them, you can see that the position is weighing on them. Y'all, y'all ever notice the president? Come on, somebody. When he takes office, I don't care who he is. When he takes office, his hair is his natural color. Go back and look at it. And then eight years later, care who he is? Look like he never had his natural color. I, I never mind. I ain't gonna even do that. But but you you can't substitute anything for peace. It's something that you can only get from God. And watch this. Wow. Huh. First thing that he gives us is peace in the soul. Peace in the what? Peace in the soul. Isaiah 26 and 3. It says, the steadfast mind, steadfastness of mind will keep you in perfect what? Because he trusts in what? In another version, he says, in perfect peace, I'll keep you whose mind is stayed on what? Listen, listen, listen. Peace doesn't come from a life that's clicking on all cylinders. See, we we look for peace that way. If I get this right, and if I get that right, and when I come out of this storm, or when I come out of that storm, or when I, when I get past this, or when I get over this hurdle, or when I accomplish this goal, you got to hear me on this. Peace won't come when we achieve in our minds what we always wanted. And for some of us, we'll have peace when I accomplish certain things, but nothing could be further from the truth. See, we have this picture in our minds, and we say, you know, if I could just get this accomplished, if I could just get that done, if this, this, this is what I want my life to look like. I want three kids. I want, you know, a little house. I hear people say all the time, I, I don't want to be rich. That See, right there. <laughs> Y'all finish it for me. I don't want to be rich. I just want to be what? Comfortable. Because in our minds, finances are one of the answers to peace. Think about it. How how can money make you comfortable? It can't. But in our minds, if we get a certain, uh, if we achieve a certain financial status, then we'll get what? Comfortable. Nothing could be further from the truth. Ask anybody who got money. Big and small said it right. More money? Come on, y'all listen to too much worldly. <laughs> Turn off Q93. <laughs> it won't bring you peace. Why? 
Peace don't have anything to do with your circumstances. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do, yeah, with your circumstances. It's unrelated. Watch this. Biblical peace has nothing to do with circumstances. Watch this. Real peace can come in the midst of bad circumstances. I, I know people right now who are in the middle of a storm. Watch this. But because they walk with the Prince of Peace. And notice I didn't say they know the Prince of Peace. I said they walk with the Prince of what? Peace. Because they walk with the Prince of Peace, they got peace in the middle of their what? That don't mean they're ignoring the problem. That don't mean that they're acting like it's not there. That means in the middle of tough situations, they still have this great sense of what? Peace. And the storm is raging all around them. And when you see them, they got a genuine smile on their face. Others of us, we're not walking with the Prince of Peace. Storms kick up in life. Ask us, how are we doing? Oh, I'm fine under the circumstances. You know, I hate when people say, I hate when I ask people, how you doing? And they tell me, I ain't going to complain. Don't make no sense. Ain't nobody going to listen anyway. I say, good, because I don't want to either. <laughs> Peace has nothing to do <clears throat> with your circumstance. You... You got to get to a place where you walk daily with the Prince of Peace so that regardless of the circumstance, you have peace. I'm talking about the one who stood up in the middle of the storm and looked at the waves and said, peace be still. And the waves got still. You got to know him and not just know him in the sense that I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. But you got to know him in the sense that every day I talk to him and I allow him to talk to me. And he walks with me every single day. He's a counselor for me. He's a friend for me. I go to him and I ask him questions and I allow him to answer and then I'm obedient to what he says. So I got peace no matter what's going on in my life. Watch this. Another thing he gives us is peace with people. Peace with people. Look how some of y'all look. Watch what Matthew 5, 9 says. It said, blessed are the what? For they shall be called sons of who? Sons of God. He gives us peace with people. He makes it possible for us to have peace with people. Now, this is what I want you to see. First of all, let me just say this. If you don't do anything else during this holiday season, there's some people in your life that you ought to be looking to make peace with. Watch this. Notice it says peacemakers. It doesn't say peace achievers. It says peace what? Peacemakers. There's a difference. What's the difference? Give me Romans. You got Romans? Watch Romans. It says, bless those who do what? Is that a suggestion? Did he say, I suggest you bless those who persecute you? He said, they say it might be a good idea. 
Oh, y'all quiet nice. Guess the love offering just went down. Glad I got my Christmas present. <laughs> it said, bless and do not what? Curse. Come on. Rejoice with those who what? And weep with those who what? Come on. It says, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind. You know the number one thing that stops us from making peace with other people? We haughty in mind. What does that mean? Pride. Watch this. You think you're too important. Let, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question. Who are you that other people, that you can't be offended by other people? Who, who are you that other people can't get it wrong when it comes to you? Oh, are you that important that other folk can't mess up in your life? Watch what he says. Do not be hard in mind, but associate with the what? Watch this. Do not be wise in your own what? Estimation. In other words, another version it says, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. And the problem with some of us being peacemakers is we think way more highly of ourselves than we ought to. I would never do to them what they did to me. Yes, you would. Yes, you would put you in the right situation, and you would absolutely do that. Watch this. The only reason why you hadn't done it, if you hadn't done it up to this point, is because of the Holy Spirit's restraint on your life. Take the Holy Spirit away from you, and you would do exactly what they did to you and more. Don't be wise in your own estimation. Next verse. Watch what he says. He says, there it is. That's what I wanted. Never pay back evil for what? You know what peacemakers do? They don't have this attitude. You don't speak to me? I ain't going to speak to you. You don't don't mess with me? I ain't going to mess with you. And it's crazy to me because we even do it in the church. How you... How you in, in the house of the Prince of Peace and, and there's a lack of peace between you and your brother and sister in Christ? Watch this. He says, never pay back evil for what? Evil. Come on. You, you, you're a son or a daughter of the Prince of Peace. You're out here talking about, you're lucky we at the church. respect what is right in the sight of all men come on if possible watch this so far as it depends on what you so far as it depends on what watch this here's the deal Here's, here's being a peacemaker you do everything you can everything within your control to make what? Peace. Listen, you go out of your way to make peace, but with the understanding that you're doing it so far as it depends on what? You. Some folk you can't make peace with. Some, some, some people just, uh, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you say. I don't care how nice you are. 
I don't care how much you forgive, how much you smile and speak regardless of the fact that they ain't speaking. Guess what? They just don't want to make what? Peace. That's out of your control. That's why he says so far as it depends on what? On you. On you. Watch this. During this holiday season, you know what you ought to make up in your mind? I'm going to be a peacemaker. I ain't say a peace achiever. But I said a peace what? Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Oh, I'm out of time. This is the last thing. Let me just hit this real quick. He brings us peace with God. He brings us peace with who? Peace with God. That's a question for all of us during this holiday season. Do you have peace with God? That's the one thing he came to give. Peace with God. When, when, when they announced his birth, it said, peace on what? Earth. Watch this. He wasn't talking about establishing world peace. He was talking about establishing peace in the, peace in the hearts of men. Because his kingdom wasn't a worldly kingdom. His kingdom was a spiritual kingdom. And so he was talking about establishing peace in the hearts of men. Watch this. And the only way to get peace in your heart is by going through him in order to have a relationship with who? You see, Adam, when he sinned, he made it bad for us. Because by his sin, we all became sinners. We became disconnected from God. And that's something that we couldn't do anything about. But then you fast forward, and the Bible says just as through one man's act, Many became sinners. It says, also through one man's act, many will be made righteous. The one man's act through whom we became sinners was Adam. The one man's act through whom we can become righteous is the Prince of Peace. We also know him as Jesus Christ. My question for you during this holiday season is, do you have peace? Not peace like the world gives, but peace that only can be given by the prince of peace. Do you have peace with who? God. Do you receive that today? Give God a hand. Bow your heads with me. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for your word. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, that during this holiday season, your peace will be established in their hearts. Lord, that if they don't know you as Lord and Savior, they will come to know you. We thank you. We praise you. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Worship with us. walks with me and talks with me and I experience it from the south.